stop! I order you to stop running, no! Max shouted after them. Listen up, you, you daft beast. How dare you run after me friend? If you ever come near him again, I'll pull your tail off. Welcome to the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast, with your hosts, Max and Liz. This podcast is brought to you by Playful World Ministries. Max, Liz, and all the characters and adventures of the Epic Order of the Seven were created by and written by Jenny L. Cody. Oh, and by the way, as you listen to this episode from the audiobook The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud, keep in mind you can download your very own copy of it by visiting www.audible.com. And you can find the entire collection of the Epic Order of the Seven on Jenny's website, www.epicorderofthe7.com. That's epicorderofthe7.com. On today's episode, we'll hear Chapter 24 of The Ark, The Reed, and The Fire Cloud. And each week, we'll take a visit to Jenny's Corner, where we'll get to hear from Jenny Cody herself, the creator of the Epic Order of the Seven. Jenny will give us the inside scoop on all her stories, her inspiration, how she comes up with these great ideas, and much more. And she'll read letters from her loyal listeners, maybe even yours. Well, let's get things started with the smartest kitty in all of France, as far as I know. That is a fair assumption. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my favorite Scottish terrier in this whole book. Oh, well, thank you, lad. Uh, wait just a minute. I'm the only Scottish Terry and Liz. Why, you little... <laughs> Merci, monsieur. <laughs> oh, chill, Max. He's just a wise guy. He's just a silly character. I'll give him a character. Don't you be silly, too. For we have another episode of the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud to present. And uh, speaking of silly characters... Oh, <laughs> that's right. This week... We're bringing you some real Lulus. Oh, yeah. Some real funny folks then. We oui, like Monsieur Narrator. No, I said funny folks. Zing! <laughs> Good one, Max. <laughs> uh, high five. Ow. Watch your claws there, kitty. Oops. <laughs> Pardon, Max. Anyway, today, as we continue our journey, we pick up an interesting couple. Hi, <laughs> they're bigger than the rest of us put together then, even Al. And they both have uh, some, uh, how you say, uh, issues. Aye. Chapter 24, Running with the Bull. I'm starving, can we stop now? Asked Al. This was a phrase that the little band of eight creatures had become used to hearing frequently. The animals were making good time. The fire cloud had moved steadily over the past few days, stopping only in the late evening so the animals could eat and rest. And, of course, each day began with Jacques' wake-up call. Max couldn't seem to get used to the rooster's early morning crowing. His large ears were sensitive to loud noises, and Jacques' amazing lung power was just plain annoying. Max hated waking up like that. Liz continued to explain things to Kate and the other animals along the way. She pointed out the various plants found across France, including the yellow mustard flowers that Kate and Max had eaten when they first arrived. Liz was well familiar with the terrain and the animals that roamed the countryside, as well as the birds that nested in the trees. She never ceased to amaze the others with her knowledge. And Al 
was growing enamored with her. I suppose we can stop now, replied Liz. There was a creek nearby to provide water, and the land here was lush and green. It was a perfect spot to rest. Don't go far away, mes amis. We have made excellent time on our journey, and we are nearing the end of the border of France. I wish to enter Switzerland before nightfall. Switzerland? asked Max. That's where Gilliman is from. Liz walked over to the creek bank to sip some cool water. Al, Kate, Henriette, and Jacques followed Rudy and Rosie to a cluster of wild strawberries growing nearby. Max joined Liz at the creek bank. Liz was careful not to muddy the waters with her paws. Max, on the other hand, plopped his paws just under the water to sloppily lap it up, turning the water cloudy with mud. Liz stopped drinking and gave a perturbed look at Max, saying, Piff! What? was all Max said, water dripping from his chin as Liz stepped away. He was oblivious to his muddy mess. He didn't understand the ways of this tidy cat. She liked things orderly and clean. Max didn't see the point. Liz walked back to sit under a big weeping willow tree whose branches hung low over the water, as if it were looking at itself in a mirror. Max continued to lap the water when he noticed the reflection of the clouds on the water's surface. The clouds took on the shape of Gilliman's face. Max smiled. Kate joined Max at the water's edge. I knew you'd be glad to see Gilliman's home. Aye, lass, it'll make me feel close to him again, Max said, when he became distracted as he glanced over Kate's shoulder. Al was jumping up and down, chasing some butterflies across the meadow, when suddenly he bolted across the countryside. Did Gilliman ever tell you about the mountains of Switzerland? Kate asked Max. Aye, that he did, lass. He said they were some of the most beautiful peaks in the world. Gilliman is a mountain goat, so he should know, replied Max, still looking over Kate's shoulder. Liz were telling me the climate should be comfortable. This time of year, we shouldn't run into a whole lot of snow, Kate was saying. She noticed Max was distracted. Al was now running back across the meadow, and in the distance, a large bull was chasing him. Except for the higher elevations, that is, Kate continued. Uh, I'm sorry, lass. What about the higher elevations? Max said, half listening to Kate. Snow. Liz says we shouldn't have a problem with snow until we get high up in the mountains, Kate explained. Max didn't respond. Max? Kate turned around to see why Max had so rudely tuned out their conversation when they both saw Al running as fast as his chubby legs would go, an enormous bull right on his tail. The 2,000-pound beast snorted as he was bearing down on Al. His black, shiny hide revealed strong, sculpted muscles. The bull's nostrils were flaring, and his sharp horns were aimed right for Al's behind. A black-and-white cow came slowly walking into the pasture behind them, biting off chunks of grass and chewing, her head lazily moving side to side. She looked over to see the bull chasing Al, stopped chewing briefly, then lowered her head again to bite off another chunk of grass. Max, what should we do? Kate asked, panicking. 
We should try to find a pass to cross before we get to the top of the mountain, Max calmly replied. Kate turned to give Max an incredulous look. Excuse me? Max looked at her and then at Al and then back at Kate. Oh, you mean about Al here? I guess Maximilian Braveheart the Bruce will have to handle this. Max took off running in the direction of the cat and the chasing bull. Kate joined Liz under the willow tree. Max was fast on his feet, blazing across the meadow to catch the bull. He stopped in the center of the field, just as the two sped past him. The bull's hooves dug into the ground, kicking up grass and dirt into Max's face. Stop! I order you to stop running! No! Max shouted after them. Al and the bull ignored Max, changed courses, and ran back through the field right at him. Stop, I say! Stop! Max yelled. They whizzed past, ignoring Max again. This angered Max, and he took off running. He came alongside the bull, nipping at his heels. He is loco, came a voice from behind the animals, who sat watching Max, Al, and the bull. It was the cow, chewing her cud as she walked up to them. My husband, Don Pedro, he is normally very calm and gentle, but if he sees a creature moving wildly, it sets him off and he runs after it. When this happens, he falls into a trance, not knowing what he is doing. He becomes a loco, angry bull. Max, Al, and the bull started slowing their pace. I would not say this to my husband, but Don Pedro, he is not the young stud he used to be. Isabel the cow continued. No, no, no. This will not do, said Liz, walking quickly over to the center of the field with Isabella, Kate, Henriette, and Jacques following her. Liz was worried about Al. Max, Al, and the bull stopped running, all three panting heavily with hearts pounding. Listen up, ya, ya daft beast, said Max, huffing with breaths between words. How dare ya run after me friend? If you ever come near him again, I'll pull your tail off, shouted Max, angry at this bull as the realization came that he could have lost Al. The bull was breathing heavy, snorting as a cloud of dust swirled around his massive form. Max couldn't believe what he heard next. This massive, mean bull was crying? He shook as he heaved up and down with heavy sobs. I, I, I'm so, so sorry, sobbed the bull, tears running down his cheeks. I, I couldn't control myself. The cat was <laughs> jumping loco all over the field, and it set me off, whimpered the bull in a deep voice. Max looked back at the cow, not understanding what was happening. I told you. He's really gentle when he's not loco, said the cow. Max looked up at Al. Are you hearing this, lad? This bull is about a bigger baby than you are when you're afraid, then. Max walked over to be eye-level with the bull. My name is Maximilian Braveheart the Bruce. 
and that kitty ye aboot trampled is named Al. Get yourself out of this dirt, and go tell him you're not going to trample him again. The big bull raised his head. He looked at Max, who stood right in his face, then at Al, who sat cowering on the ground. He stood, towering over Max, and walked over to Al, his head hung low. Finally, gaining his composure, he said, My apologies, Gatto. I was sort of my mind when I was chasing you. I have anger issues. Sometimes when I see things move, I lose my head. I'm sorry. Al looked at the bull, shocked at the difference in this beast. A few minutes ago, this bull was dead set to gore him. Now he was apologizing? Al looked at Max, who told him, It's okay, laddie. <laughs> you nearly scared me out of my skin, bull. Don't ever do that again, Al said. Don Pedro nodded his head in agreement. See, si, senor, I won't, as long as you don't jump around like you did. But I can't help me jumping, answered Al with a frown. Well, I can't help my running, answered the bull with a scowl. When I see a bull running toward me, scowled Al. And when something jumps in front of me, snorted Don Pedro. Just then the argument was suddenly interrupted when Isabella let out a loud, discordant sound. <laughs> the group of animals stopped and looked around, holding their noses and feeling awkward at this surely embarrassing moment for the cow. Al gasped for air. Jacques crowed with laughter. Don Pedro stopped arguing, and Liz went into a state of shock. Isabella leaned in and whispered to Kate, If you ever need to get a man's attention. The cow gave Kate a wink. Max mumbled under his breath to Liz, Methinks it were his wife's gas that made Don Pedro run away. Ahem, Liz said, trying to regain her composure. Uh, what we have here is a clash of animal behaviors that are incompatible, no? Before we address the problem, we first need to determine if a solution is even needed. That is, if we will part company or spend more time together. I am fairly certain, but tell me, cow and bull, are you following the fire cloud? said Liz, calm and collected as always. Si, senorita, how did you know? answered the cow, amazed at the instinct of this petite black cat. Mademoiselle knows everything, silly buff, Henriette responded with a shrill voice. We air creatures are also following the fire cloud, and they've come from diverse countries. You clearly are another pair of land creatures from Spain, I assume. It is only logical to conclude that you are on the same journey, replied Liz. Si, senorita, you are correct. My apologies for my behavior. I am tired from our travels and a little more on edge than usual. I just snapped said Don Pedro to the group of animals clustered around, feeling embarrassed.
Liz studied the bull for a moment. Her gaze then drifted to Al, as she made sure he was unharmed. She smiled at Al, relieved that he was okay. Liz returned her gaze to Don Pedro. Well, if you intend on joining our group, you must realize that such behavior is not acceptable. It is in the nature of a cat to jump and run erratically. And it is in your nature to become wild with anger at such movement. The cat's behavior is acceptable and harms no one. But your behavior, ooh la la, I suggest you receive training in anger management, said Liz in a matter-of-fact tone. Anger what? asked Max, not knowing what Liz was talking about. The management of anger, explained Liz. Don Pedro must learn techniques to control his temper when under stress. He must learn not to overreact when faced with irritation. And I can think of no one better to assist in this training than Henriette. Moi? How so, mademoiselle? asked a surprised Henriette. You see, mon ami, since you are naturally good at uh, giving instructions and being, um, so abrasive, you will provide the proper dose of anger generation where Don Pedro can learn to react in a positive fashion. Comprenez-vous? asked Liz. Oui, I will be glad to help this silly buff learn to control his temper. Don Pedro, you are with me, said Henriette. Better do what she says, mon ami, said Jacques to the humbled bull. I've been on the receiving end of her yelling, and uh, you don't want to stay there longer than you have to. Ah, well, let us all regroup before we head over to Switzerland, said Liz. We now have ten in our party, so the travel will be more cumbersome. Henriette will, of course, need to be with Don Pedro to train as we go. Henriette, you and Jacques ride on the bull's back since you are tired from walking. Albert, I suggest you walk behind Don Pedro in case you get the urge to jump. And last, can I suggest that Isabella bring up the rear of the group? I'll walk just in front of her. I think it could be a dangerous place walking behind her then, said Max, again drawing Snickers from the group. Besides, maybe the cow will be our best defense from creatures trying to follow us. Liz giggled. <laughs> of course, mon ami. As long as you keep an eye on things back there, you may walk in front of our flatulent friend. Now, everyone get a drink of water. The fire cloud is still moving, and we have some ground to cover before nightfall. Don Pedro gave a nod of his head in agreement and followed Henriette as she waddled across the meadow back to the creek, already cackling ground rules for the training. Max, Kate, Jacques, and the hummingbirds followed after them. Isabella grazed her way in their direction as well. Al and Liz remained there in the meadow. Albert? I am sorry you were chased by the bull, but you recovered very bravely, no? Liz said as she rubbed her chin on Al's whiskers, purring. She could finally let her relief show that Al was okay, 
Oh, lass, it did take me by surprise and gave me a scare, but all is well now. I have to give some understanding to the bull. After all, I were loco after eating the catnip in your garden, and you gave me understanding. I guess grace makes for more grace, said Al with a grin. And Don Pedro is in good hands, methinks. If he misbehaves, Henriette can put him at the end of the line behind his wife. <laughs> Al and Liz shared another laugh before turning to walk back to the creek with the others. Al felt great satisfaction that Henriette had a new target for her rent. But he felt even greater joy from seeing Liz's concern and affection for him. It made running with the bull worth it all. <laughs> oh, that was a fun chapter. We, uh, oui, Isabella and Don Pedro are so funny, except when Don Pedro chases my <laughs> well, Al. Uh, I kind of thought that part were funny, too. Oh, uh, no, don't be mean. <laughs> oh, sorry, lass. Fortunately, no harm were done to Al by the big bull beastie. Unfortunately, no harm was done by Isabella either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it just goes to show that when the maker were speaking us all into being here, uh huh. That maybe sometimes he were laughing while he did it. Oh, I like that thought, Max. The maker laughing us into being. Huh? <laughs> well, not all of us. He were probably thinking real hard when he came up with you. Oh, and he probably breathed a strong Scottish kale wind when he made you. <laughs> Aye, but no doubt he were laughing when he made the likes of Don Pedro. <laughs> and Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> and the narrator lad. <laughs> I heard that. Ah. But then again, you're probably right. But since you brought me into this, I get to take us into Jenny's corner, and I get to ask this week's question. So, Jenny... We're guessing that the maker had some real fun in creating some of us. So for you, his little creator, uh, what's the easiest and most fun part about making up a story? For me, the most fun part is bringing the animals to life and finding the quirky things <laughs> that they might say or do. And when I was researching the animals to put on Noah's Ark, that's exactly what I did. I, I looked at things that real animals do, like male ostrich really can roar like a lion. And so I'm like, okay, I can do something fun with that. And then I do the unexpected, which is part of the humor. You have a giraffe, Upindo, who's afraid of heights. And so that's a lot of fun to find the little quirky things about the animals and weave them into the story. And also just thinking, what did that look like? You know, again, we have very few details about what it was like inside the ark. And so it's really fun to envision not just planks and wood, but a whole world recreated inside the ark. Thanks, Jenny. Hmm. I wonder what she meant by the ark being made of more than just planks of wood. Well, in the coming weeks, we'll start getting answers to questions like that and a whole lot more in this fascinating story. And I'll bet you have a few questions of your own for Miss Jenny. Or maybe you'd like to tell her what you think is the most fun part about hearing this story. We'd love to hear from you. To reach Jenny, you just email her at Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at epicorderoftheseven.com. That's all one word. Jenny at epicorderoftheseven.com. And join us next time 
as we'll make our way to Gilliman's homeland. Now, see if you can remember where Max's mountain goat friend Gilliman is originally from, and then find out if you were right on our next episode. See you then! Once again, the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast, is produced by Playful World Ministries, and the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud was written by Jenny L. Cody. To purchase your copy of the Ark, the Reed, and the Fire Cloud on audiobook, log on to audible.com. And for all the amazing books by Jenny L. Cody, the entire collection of the Epic Order of the Seven, log on to Jenny's website, www.epicorderofthe7.com. That's epicorderofthe7.com. See you next time on the Epic Order of the Seven, the podcast. And I'm Denny Brownlee. Thanks for joining us. Have a grande! Au revoir, mes amis. Always remember, you are loved and you are able. <laughs>